It is time for a nostalgic blast of fear from the past. Gather around, everyone. It's time for a scaredy chat. That kind of rhymes. Welcome to Scaredy Chat. My name is Caitlin Riley. And I'm Monica Suryagi. And we're here to talk about the scary things that we saw as kids and how they stay with us and affect us well into adulthood. Like the whole point of this is that the things that scare you when you're a kid are not leaving your brain. And we're here to talk all about it and work through some stuff with our friends. Monica, have you ever heard of the movie The Hole? No, and I feel like I should because what a simple title. Yeah, so I made Ian watch that movie. It was I've seen that movie a million times, but it was Ian's first time, and I was like, Ian, I just feel like we have to watch this movie because this was like a very big part of my high school experience was watching this movie over and over again. So <laughs> over and over again. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it's it's a scary movie. It's more of a thriller, a psychological thriller than it is anything else. But I just need to talk about the plot of this movie because it stars Kira Knightley and it also stars um Thor Birch, who is, you know, severely uh undercast in in film. She is a little girl from Hocus Pocus. Monica is a big Hocus Pocus fan. Oh, she's so cute. Yeah, she's, she's well, so cute. I'm sure she's adult cute now, but she's <laughs> child cute there. I mean, she's super cute in this movie, but she is also like, I, I don't, I can't actually spoil it. But basically the premise of this movie is that it's a group of like high school sexy teens who don't, they don't want to go on like a trip. They're, they're at a English boarding school and they don't want to go on a trip with their classmates for spring break. So they decide instead of going to like Wales or somewhere for spring break with their school, they're going to spend the entire like four to five days partying in a bunker in the woods. So that sounds significantly <laughs> less fun. Oh my God. People that, are so stupid. That's what I thought. And also the bunker is not like a tricked out bunker. It's literally just a bunker in the woods. So is they, it like leftover <laughs> from World War II or something? You know, I actually don't think they ever explain it, but I can only imagine that it's leftover from World War II or some more. But it's basically, it's like a, you know, a hole in the ground with like, you know, metal pieces and stuff like that. But there's electricity, and I guess there are bathrooms, but, like, really shitty bathrooms. And they decide, like, that this is going to be where they party. Um, okay, and so, so already <laughs> already not believable from teen girls. Got it. So the first thing, so what they do is, you know, they party for a couple of days, and, like, nobody brings really food or anything. And then they get locked in the hole because the bunker door closes. And it is just the most effed up movie to ever be a movie, but I, we were just watching it, and I realized that this movie, it's the reason why I'm super weird about always having water on me. It's specifically <gasps> this okay, movie. For, for, those of, for those of you who don't know Caitlin, one of her defining character traits is always having water. I always... Wow! I, I always, this is your origin story, Caitlin. This is your origin story. It really is. And honestly, I'm so weird about it. I mean, you know, I always walk into something with like... I, I don't drink coffee, but I drink these giant iced teas from Starbucks. And I always have to have that plus like a water bottle in my bag. 
And Ian is Ian thinks it's super weird because like I won't share my water with him. <laughs> like even if I'm at home, he'll be like, "Oh, can I have some water?" And I'll be like, I- "I'll get so mad and be like, can't you get your own water? Like, please." This is it's my survival so... <laughs> water, not yours. Because that's what happens. Because in the movie, and I, I feel like I'm gonna spoil this for you, but you honestly should watch it. <laughs> you should watch it because I think it's okay. you, would appreciate you can spoil it. it. So I will I will not spoil the whole thing because there is like a pretty substantial twist that honestly I probably should have figured out immediately. But in the movie, there is a part where, you know, there it's been a couple of days, they're in the bunker, and they don't have, you know, they don't really have any water because they've been also drinking like the whole time. They've been drinking, they've been doing drugs, they've just been like agents of chaos. Also, these are like rich kids. And this is, like, these conditions are worse than camping. Like, you might as well be camping. They're, the bathrooms are, like, disgusting. It's Honestly, so that makes even Honestly, le- that makes it make even less sense that they would want to do this instead of go on an actual trip. <laughs> there, it's This trip must have been so... They, they don't really give great reasons for why this trip is bad. They're like, oh, it's going to rain. I'm like, you're literally, like, living in You're in a in metal a- box. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing, there's no... <laughs> It's so it's so weird. I mean, I don't know. Do kids just love to drink so much that they will literally sleep? And they're also sleeping on, like, milk crates with, like, sleeping bags. It's worse than camping. But anyway, at a point in this movie, you know, it's, like, day five, no water, whatever. They're all so thirsty. And one of the guys, it's they're all, like, best friends. He cracks. He secretly, like, cracks, like, a can of Coke. And within, like, seconds, his best friend attacks him like beats him to a pulp kills him and that's and it's all over a can of soda and so now i also also have to say (laughs) another defining trait of caitlin is that she drinks a lot of diet coke so i I feel like a lot of this movie is really making sense for your personality yeah i know diet coke is life diet diet coke is vitality i think that's what yeah so it's just i think this movie really really got deep into my brain like that's so crazy deep, it's deep all these there. things wow honestly guys this movie is insane when did this movie come out let me do a little bit of a google here because that it when do you think a movie like this came out i just want you to okay. guess i'm going to guess 2004 2001 actually no that was my oh that was my first thought and then i was like no i'm gonna bump it back a few years i should have just said 2001 dang it and it was like kind of it was like two years after thor Birch did american beauty because that was in 1999 it was also kira knightley's first major role in a film which i think Aww. is pretty cool you know what that goes to show and i think what we're going to talk about later leads into this a lot of people people you don't even expect got their start in horror movies oh yeah yeah like everyone yeah. Kira Knightley gets naked and also, spoiler alert everyone, because I know you're going to be running out and watching it right this second. She she does die. She's not killed. It's actually like far, far more traumatic than that. That checks out. Oh, have yeah. you? Okay, so as someone who also watches Criminal Minds, I wonder yes, of if course. this I wonder if this one episode of Criminal Minds pulls from this. You know the one where there's yes. the three girls yes. and they lock yes. them in the they lock them in the dungeon and they give them like a hammer and it's like you, one of you has to two of you have to kill the other one. Exactly. Kind of sounds knew, like that. I knew exactly the one you were talking about. It's like yep, yep. I think about this episode all the time, all the time because all the time. Yeah. This because is like, the ep- what, what if they took you and me and like Krista no. and Chelsea and dropped no. us in a hole? What's what are we gonna do? 
I feel like Chelsea would like be really good at that. Like she would really be good at it. Um, she would so be very really good at us, it. honestly. Caitlin and I would really not. <laughs> no, I would be freaking out. I, I yeah, I, I don't know for fighters, Mark. <laughs> I don't we know if are, we are storytellers. Yeah, we are not <laughs> survivalists. That'll, that'll definitely help us in this case. Yes. Okay, Caitlin, do you want to intro our guest? I'm so excited about this because this is a movie I didn't know existed, and now that I know what it exists, I just wish. I feel like I missed out on something because I know, it's so good. I know. That is exactly how I felt as well. So today on the podcast, we have Chelsea Duff. She is a pop culture writer, and she also has a absolutely fabulous podcast called Spooky Tuesday, where she and her three friends, or I'm sorry, she and her two friends, um, kind of do a little recap rundown of horror movies, but also like black comedies, and basically just like a lot of spooky things. Um, so far, they've done... The Conjuring, they did um, uh, Chucky, so Child's Play, uh, Ready or Not. So it's kind of like all over the gambit of horror movies. But this week, Chelsea is going to talk about a movie that Monica and I have not seen. But honestly, like I might leave this podcast and go rent it. So yeah, we need to do a movie night. We got to do a movie night and watch this movie. I honestly like drinking game maybe because this is uh, I understand why Chelsea is afraid of this. So without further ado, this is Chelsea Duff talking about what she fears the most, featuring Denise Richards. <laughs> yeah, who's so hot? Oh my God. Yeah, I know. We're talking about that too. So welcome to the podcast, Chelsea. Welcome to Scaredy Chat. Um, we're so excited to have you. We are yes. obsessed with the clip you sent to us. Um, and we would just... Okay, Kate. Caitlin and I oh. were, we, so you you sent this clip and Caitlin and I immediately were texting each other. And we were like, what is this movie? How did we miss this? Our entire lives are a lie. Like, I love 2000, early 2000s, like, pop things. And the fact that I didn't see this when it came out, I feel like I've lost a piece of myself that I'll, I'll never get back. Just to build more anticipation before we get into the movie, Chelsea, we already introed you a little bit, but hi, Tell us about yourself. Tell us why you're here today. Hi, my name is Chelsea. I am a co-host of the Spooky Tuesday podcast, where we talk about horror movies, monster movies, all kinds of scary movies every week. Um, And we've got a couple reoccurring bits where we always slot Matthew Lillard into a role. And we also love to make everything as gay as we possibly can, because all three of us are members of the gay community in some way or another. Um, And so that's just like a recurring theme for us. Um, And and that was very um, present when we watched this particular movie, which we covered in February. Have you guys said what the movie is? Yes? Not yet. I kind of want you to just... We want you to have that honor. Yeah. All right. Well, it's kind of a a journey, actually, because the thing is that I first... I sent you guys a clip, um, and when I first saw that clip, I kind of saw it divorced from any context, and I only found out what the movie was, like, years later. Um, 
But it is it is a special film. Um, it has a special place in my heart. Like you said, it is an early aughts horror classic. It's called Valentine. It came out in 2001, and it stars so many early 2000s faves. Um, so David Boreanaz, Marley Shelton, Catherine Heigl's in there for a few minutes, you know? Yeah, We've she, got- Catherine, Catherine Heigl is like what Drew Barrymore was to screen in this movie. I love it. Yeah, it's got a little bit of everyone in that movie. And the the central premise is that there is a group of middle school girls and they spurn this boy at the Valentine's Day dance um, in kind of a disastrous way. And then 13 years later, that perhaps comes back to bite them as a mysterious masked stranger wearing like a scary Cupid mask starts to pick them off one by one in creative, terrifying, disgusting ways. And the clip that I sent you guys is just one of those ways. There was like some night, I guess I couldn't sleep. I don't know what the deal is. Um, But I turned on the TV and I was just like channel flipping. And I think I would sit really close to it with headphones on, like just in case, because you had to like plug your headphones into the TV, you know, so you couldn't be too far. But I was just like channel flipping in the middle of the night because I couldn't sleep. I was bored and I stumbled across this scene um, and... And was immediately hooked. Um, wasn't sure what drew me in at the time. Now that I am an adult, I'm like, Denise Richards was on screen and you like women. Um, and and I think that probably was enough. I think she is one of the hottest people alive in the year 2001, for sure. She's honestly, yes. she looks the same now, I think. Like, and yes, she, looks, she's she does. 50? She is 50 years old now and she looks exactly the same. She looks, she's like a hot cocker spaniel. I was telling this to Chelsea. I, that's how I identify Denise Richards. Super hot, <laughs> such a babe, but like has this face where I'm like, she looks like a sweet, like if a cocker spaniel was like a person, like it's hard to explain because it, it doesn't mean she's not cute. It does mean she's cute. I can't explain what I mean by this, but she just has this face that I'm it. like, I love you. Like, uh, I don't anyway. have to understand it. It's great. You don't, you don't have to, but she's great anyway. For me, it's it's less Cocker Spaniel and more like Doberman Pinscher because she's kind, kind of a severe energy to me. But maybe it's just this movie in which she plays just an absolute stone cold man eating bitch. Um, and that particular energy really calls to me. And it, it especially called to me now that I'm grown on a rewatch. Um, but but the scene features her. Her character's name is Paige. Um for some larger context, but I don't know that I had this at the time. You don't really need it. But she's at, like, this huge party, and she has snuck away. She always brings a bathing suit because she's a legend. She has snuck away <laughs> to do a little jacuzzi time by herself away from the crowds. In a party? And, like, at someone's uh-huh. party? Yeah. At okay, someone's so Valentine's Day party. At the end of the clip, so we had just watched this amazing moment. And then the very end of the clip, it cuts to this giant party. And I was like, what? (laughs) This all happened at a party? Why is she by herself? That's so odd. But hot also. Yes. I mean, okay. The... The thing with that is that she was at the party. She, like I said, she's a man eater. So she had been at like a speed dating event earlier in the movie and she met this horrible guy um, and she invited him to the party. He comes there. He's like, do you want to go upstairs? And she's like, hell yeah. But then they go upstairs to a bedroom and he just like whips his dick out and is like, wax it. And she's like, are you 
are you kidding me? No, I'm not doing that. And he's like, come on, babe. Like, you know what we're here for. What? Um, and so Ew. there's this whole other legendary scene where she's like, okay, let me do this moment where she then ties him to the bed and is like being all sexy about it. And then she's like, do you still want me to wax it? And he's like, yeah, baby. And then she pours um, a <gasps> melting candle no. wax all over him. Oh, so she's like no. casually assaults a man a little bit, but he's a dirtbag. So you're like, yeah. yay, Paige. Um, and Go then yeah, she needs a little a little spitz to cool off afterwards. You know what I mean? So she just takes her totally. bikini down to the jacuzzi room. Um, as, that is as such a weird does. thing to do at a party that is not your party. Yeah, so far, everything she has done at this party is something I would never do at a party. I would never do any of these things at a party, but I also am in love with her. Um, and so to she me, can do it's these like, things. I yes. want what she has. Um, well, I don't want what she has because I don't want to be her. I just want to be like her little sidekick. You know what I mean? Um, I'd be terrified to date this woman. I have to be honest because like. She would be so mean to me and so I wouldn't mean. want that. But also <laughs> I might. But also maybe. <laughs> Depends on the day. But yeah, no, I, I could not handle a wax. I that would be hard. That would be hard. Well, you're not supposed to do um, regular candle wax. You're supposed to do like specific body <laughs> safe wax. Like that will give you absolutely burns up to I, hell. I um, literally just tried to wax for the first time. That shit is painful. I'm I'm gonna shave. I that why would I like? I would never no, see my I, skin. I would never try to wax myself like you did. I I'll get a bikini <laughs> wax. I like that. I would never do it on myself ever. <laughs> Well, some of us are brave. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Um. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'll never again. Legit never again. No. <laughs> Maybe Denise Richards if <laughs> she's involved. Yeah, but no. that's, a good, that's true. No other was. Anything for her. Um, but so anyway, that's the background. She's just demolished this man at a party. And now she's like, I don't want to go back to all these losers. I'm not in the party vibe anymore. I'm just going to bring my bikini, which she always has on hand, I guess, down to the jacuzzi room by herself. And there is another character who says something like, she's probably off in the hot tub. Like, this is just something she does, apparently. This is just, like, on brand for her. Um, but she sneaks off to the hot tub, and and there's a moment where she hears something and, like, gets out of the hot tub to investigate. She's looking around. She's like, is anyone in here? Does anyone want to be my valentine? Someone's, like, left her a rose. Um, but then when she turns around, there's the masked figure that I mentioned earlier. And he's wearing this scary Cupid baby mask. Um, it's like, that mask is messed up. It is a baby. It is, it, you know, because in, um, uh, what is it, Happy Death Day, it's kind of like yes, a baby mask. Yes, love that movie. Yes. That's this, this one is worse. <laughs> this mask is worse. So I thought it was just a redheaded child mask. So I did not associate it with Cupid, despite the movie mm. being named Valentine. It looks kind of like Chucky, actually. Like, like Chucky, if he was like a real human, like his hair is like, it's coiled red, but, yeah, I did not associate that with Cupid. And now I'm like, wow, obviously. And the mask I, is so the mask is so shiny. Why is it so <laughs> shiny? Well, I don't know why it's shiny. But you do see 
someone in the middle school dance scene and and the 13 years earlier premise the setup for the movie someone is wearing one of those masks in the background so they like do the work for you of being like this is a cupid valentine's mask and then it makes several different appearances throughout the movie it seems that there are multiple different um kinds of this mask which i think if you are a serial killer or a mass killer or whatever you would technically classify this this killer as um, I think it, that's a good idea. You know what I mean? Because you never know what's going to happen. You want to have backups and you want to have versions that are suitable for all your different spooky outfits. Um, I think it's just, it's functional, you know? It's like we're supposed <laughs> to assume this is as common as like the ghost face mask in the Scream franchise. Like that you can get it in any Halloween store. But like, yeah, of course, everybody knows on Halloween or on Valentine's Day, you go to your local party store and you purchase a creepy redheaded child mask. For all your activities. And then you you wear it to all of your Valentine's Day events. Yes. Super normal. It's not suspicious. Everybody loves it, actually. (laughs) So this is the craziest death scene, though, in this movie, I have to say. Yo, yes. Chelsea, lay this shit down. Describe this death. So... This, I mean, it is a crazy death. I will say that. But also there are so many good things going for all the other deaths in the movie. I just don't want you guys to discount those because they are um, also iconic. But this one is viscerally horrifying for me in a way that the rest of them aren't. Because when when she gets caught in this hot tub room, um, this indoor hot tub room, she runs into the killer when he's just like pops up behind her. And then he throws her back into the hot tub and he like slams the glass cover shut down on top of her. So that, she's in the no. water under the case. You know, that's like a recipe for disaster already. That's like terrifying enough. And you're already like, okay, presumably if this is a watertight steel, which is what you would want for a jacuzzi, I'm going to suffocate in here. Um, don't worry, guys. The killer is here and he's going to make some little air holes for you, but he is going to do it with an electric drill. And by the way, you're underneath the glass case in the jacuzzi as the drill comes towards you. Um, So Denise Richards ends up trying to like dodge the drill as it's like piercing holes in it. And and I don't know if you guys um, swim much. Um, but you know when you're like trying to swim backwards underwater, it's it's a little bit of a struggle. And so she is not having an easy go of it. And also she does have to come up for air every few seconds and try and like like suck air out of the hole so that she can breathe and stay alive. Um, but eventually she gets got um, and the drill pierces her arm and then the jacuzzi just like fills with blood. It's just like turns bright red, and you think like, wow, what an awful way to go. I would hate to be drowning, bleeding to death, suffocating all at once. You know what I mean? Just like lots of bad things here. Um, Thankfully, in his infinite mercy, the killer is like, (laughs) don't worry, I'll put an end to this quick, because he pops the case back open. He drops the drill in, which is plugged into some extension cord, I guess. Um, and it electrocutes her. So it just like fries the shit out of her. And then you saw in the end of the clip, cuts out the lights at the rest of the party. And everybody's just like, oh, party foul. And then they all leave. Nobody finds her. They just like go home. I, I thought this was like so amazing. amazing. This was an amazing, amazing death. Okay, triple whammy. Let's break this down. One, the glass shuts. You're like, oh, she's going to die from that. No, then there's a drill. 
oh, she's going to die from death. No. And then all of a sudden, he just splits it open and throws it in. I was so surprised by that. Me too. When the, Me too. When the drill hit her, I thought that was it. I was like, okay, yeah, she's just going to, he's going to leave her and she's right, going to die Right, I was like, here. better than <laughs> suffocating, honestly. That was the thing. I actually thought the scariest part of this whole thing was when they closed the glass case. Because I was like, oh my God, if he just leaves, I that is like my scariest shit, I think. Like being buried alive or being like suffocated like that. But no, no. Then he's still in the little air holes, which I guess he didn't intend yes, to do no. as air and holes. But I also I also want to point out that the the sequence of her dodging the drills drill bit is very long. There's like five different times where she dodges it. And I was like, oh my God, how many times are they going to do this back and forth dance thing under here? And like, She's an I athlete. loved it. Yeah. I would love to talk to Denise Richards about how she filmed this scene. She she gave that killer a hell of a fight though. Like she really, for being trapped under a pane of glass, she survived for a pretty long time. I mean, she out of your misery. <laughs> you were a kid when you saw this. So that did mm-hmm, this instill sure any... <laughs> In your formative, you know, formative years, did this death scene instill any kind of fears in you? Um, I will say that it haunted me because it was one of those things that I just like thought about somewhat regularly for years until I became an adult. And I was like, do you know what? I think I can Google this probably and find out what this was because I, I literally just saw that scene so divorced from any context and was just like, wow, what an absolutely insane thing to watch um especially not knowing what was going on being in the fifth grade in the middle of the night um it it really stuck with me but I think the specificity of it being a clear cover helped in some way you know what I mean most people don't have like a plexiglass cover um in which you can see the drill bit coming down at you and I I think to some degree I was able to divorce myself from that and so if I was like in a hot tub with a regular cover it's like well if I were in here perhaps I would be protected because the killer would not see me which doesn't really make sense if the killer has thrown you in there. But on some <laughs> yeah, level, you're he like, know where you he are, doesn't I know think. where to put the drill, you know? That's true. But you also don't know where he's going to put the drill. So I, I think really, you're at an equal really, disadvantage. I really, like that, that, I really like that thought, though, because that is, I feel like that is something we do with a fear. We find a weird way to justify how it couldn't actually happen to us, even if it is not logical. You know, like you can be like, oh, well, this only happened to her because the cover is clear. And then you can kind of like calm yourself down a little bit. You know, you find something really specific and you're like, well, if I find myself in a situation with a clear cover, yes, obviously I will know that I'm in trouble. But until that point, if I only have opaque covers, babe, we're fine. Like, never mind the fact that I never spurned anybody at a middle school dance. You know what I mean? But as long as I don't have the cover, we're good. Absolutely. And it's like, yeah, it's like, you know what? This doesn't have to be a groundbreaking piece of cinema. It's just fun, you know, and we're all having a good time. And I was telling Caitlin this earlier, but like, there's something really calming to me in these problematic horror movies, because when I was a kid, I could justify my own safety in that I would never be represented in the movie (laughs) in the first place. You know what I mean? I'd be like, no one's going to kill me because no one in the movie even looks like me. And it made me feel better in a weird way. Yeah, I I would never. Oh, my God. Just the idea that all of these people go 
to like these massive parties and then separate themselves and go into hot tubs <laughs> alone is just honestly, oh my god, that is white people nonsense. I have to say. But also, think about how many times it has clearly worked out for her in the past. You know what I mean? Like this is her thing. She's like, I <laughs> right, bring my true. bikini with me. So clearly, she's got a long running habit of doing this, and it's been working well up until this point. She just. Got unlucky with the holiday, with the symbolism of someone who was 13 years old when their life was ruined, 13 years later being like, this is my moment. You know, I just think um, it was out of her power. Everything was working against her. Amazing. But at at least she's hot. At At least she's so hot in this movie. And she just... She's interested in men that we see on screen, but she just radiates this very powerful, mean, lesbian energy to me. And it is intoxicating. You did send me a picture where I did believe that. So I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, she looks great. She looks great in that wife beater. Looks great. Yeah. Honestly, she's never looked bad. Flawless human. A wife beater, jeans, sitting on the couch in absolute manspread fashion, leaning forward, hands on her knees as she's, like, comforting her sweet little feminine friend. I was just like, okay. Like, I don't know. The whole movie is worth watching, um, but Denise Richards really steals the show. I feel like there's a lot of TikTok girls who could, like, you know, they want to channel that energy, you know? They want what she has. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Chelsea, we are going to play a game called Chill or Chilling, where you tell us if you would or would not do something based on how scary it is, I guess. I'm all in. You ready? Okay, so you might be braver than we are. We'll see. Holding a tarantula in the palm of your hand, chill or chilling? Can I ask follow-up questions? Sure, sure. Did I find this tarantula in the wilderness or is this like a pet tarantula or is this like a wild animal display? Someone has come to your summer camp and they have tarantulas. I think it's a friend. Good choices. Yeah, I think here's my thing. It's a friend who it's not that you don't trust this friend, but like this isn't your smartest, most responsible. Mm. This isn't Steve Irwin. Like he's not your friend. Like this is like a this is like a. A friend you don't know necessarily is going to have a safe animal. This is like if Pete Davidson was like, look at this tarantula I got, and he puts it in your hand. That is absolutely (laughs) a chilling idea that you have just given me. Um, But I would take the tarantula from Pete Davidson. You know what I mean? If Pete Davidson handed me a tarantula, I would take it. If my stupidest friend can manage to hold a tarantula and survive, then I can too. But I don't think I'd like it. So to me, it's chilling. Okay, so chilling would be bad, just to clarify, because it is... It's not chill to me, though, is the thing. It is not a chill concept, but I'm tough, you know? I'm I'm a brave girl. I feel that. I absolutely feel that. Okay, so when I went to a restaurant, actually, in L.A., this was a thing. Um, eating, Eating grasshoppers at a restaurant prepared chill or chilling? Totally chill. Would try it. Would be fascinated to try it would pop that little crunchy guy in my mouth. No questions. All right, next one. Chill or chilling? Having to go back to an early aughts flip phone with no internet and a little keyboard. And everybody else has a smartphone and I'm the only one with my Razer Motorola? Yep. If it is my metallic pink Motorola Razer, I actually do think that would be kind of a flex. Um, 
But also, my FOMO would be so unbelievably terrible, and I would not be able to send voice notes to people when I need to, like, explain Bachelor drama or something like that, um, or or give the full plot of a movie to some friend who does not want to hear it. Um, so I think chilling, but also so chill, you know, just to if just to be able to to pull one out of my pocket and be like, oh, my Motorola Razor, like that would be so incredibly dope. But to not to not be able to be in a group chat with my friends would be absolutely soul crushing, chilling. I, I absolutely get that. feel that. I'm like, I want because I didn't have a razor, but I wanted one so Same. bad, and I would happily get one now if I could have it as like a backup weird burner phone for some reason. Right, exactly. That's like that's like the one you do crimes on. <gasps> oh my god, crimes on a metallic pink Motorola. Razor. That just Denise like Richards awoke something inside of me. Denise Richards would absolutely be part of my heist team with my Motorola Razor. I love it. I love this mash of who would be on our heist team. What phone would we have? What ants would we eat? What kind of bugs would be our lunch? I think that's a new mash, the new 90s trend. We're making plans here. <laughs> We're making plans. All right. Our next one is summoning bloody mary doing the whole ritual in the mirror by yourself chill or chilling by myself absolutely chilling not chancing it um with a friend group absolutely even more chilling will tackle anyone who tries to get that third bloody mary out i just feel like we don't need to invite that energy into our lives even if something doesn't happen right away you know what i mean i've seen Candyman. i just feel like down the road things are going to go wrong and i and i am not risking it we only have one last one and it's just participate in a séance oh my god um both chill and chilling i would do it but i would be so afraid but i think i would i would be part of such a group activity where you know you're going to have an experience either way you know what i mean because if my friends are doing a séance i definitely wouldn't want them to do it without me um, once again, my FOMO would just be triggered too hard. And I think I would absolutely regret that. Um, do I f- believe in seances? I don't know. Um, but I, I wouldn't want to risk my friends all getting to meet a ghost and I didn't. Yeah, that makes That's sense. That's the ultimate FOMO. My friends met a ghost and I didn't. Oh my God. If my friends met a ghost and I didn't, I would become a ghost. <laughs> absolutely so sad. So sad. That would be the, like, I, I'm not even saying like I would kill myself. I think I would just like dissolve. You know what I mean? Just like instant Danny Phantom phase into the Phantom Zone. You know, I just, that would be it for me. Danny Phantom, I was just thinking about that show literally this morning. Perfect film. Wow. Perfect show. I <laughs> Perfect love show. That. I had such a crush on him. I thought he was so cute. Well, it's like the, bise- the bisexual um, test is if you were attracted to Danny and Sam, right? Because that was a thing. So. That checks out. That works for me. So, Chelsea, thank you so much for such a lively discussion about Denise Richards' death. Where can they find you? They can find me just as a human person who exists in the world um, on Instagram at Duff, C-C-H, D-U-F-F is Duff, and on Twitter as the Uno Reverse, C-C-H Duff. Um, But if you are interested in Spooky Tuesday, that is Spooky underscore Tuesday on both Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, And if you're on Tumblr, like I occasionally am, it's at Spooky Tuesday Pod. 
Yes. So everybody out there, you want to sync your calendars to Monday is Scaredy Chat. Tuesday is Spooky Tuesday. I imagine it comes out on Tuesdays. I don't actually know. Can you imagine if I was like, no, it's Wednesday. (laughs) No, don't confuse them. It's Wednesday. God, Monica. Why would you say that? (laughs) Terrible. You You need a break. You know what I mean? You've had the Spooky Tuesday, so you need to wind down on Wednesday. It's honestly such a fun podcast. I'm obsessed with it. I like Chelsea, like, I hope you don't think that I'm like, just being like, yeah, I love your podcast. Like super fun. Like, (laughs) I think it's great. It's honestly 10 out of 10. So five out of five rate review subscribe. Yes. Uh, But yeah. So thank you so much for being with us, Chelsea. Thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. So fun. This was amazing. You've really you've changed our lives with this movie. Thank you so much for being here, Chelsea. That was amazing. We can't wait to watch Valentine and also to never go in hot tubs again, unless they have a not translucent cover. If there's a glass cover, we stay away. If it's a hard top, we can go in. And please don't forget to do at least one of these things. Share this podcast with someone you think will like it and go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, review. It would really help us out. We would be so grateful. And you can find us on social media. Follow us on Instagram at scaredychat underscore podcast. And you can send us one of your own spooky stories to story at scaredychatpod.com. Have a very, very spooky day. We love you, Denise Richards. Chat was developed and hosted by Caitlin Riley and Monica Moore Suriagi. Produced by Jeff Swimmer. Editing and sound design by Fitz Harris. Theme music by Eric Fashingbauer with samples by Jeff Zahn and Jack Lenz. And Gail Gilman is the executive producer. Hold up. 